Welcome listeners, I'm Justin Makarevich, Associate Director of Employer Relations at the Graduate Career Management Center of the Zicklin School of Business at Baruch College. Thanks for tuning into this episode. Today is April 1st, 2020, and I am very eager to get a conversation started with um, somebody who I think has become a friend of Baruch, James Blanco. Uh, James is Executive Vice President and Head of Corporate Development for One Main Financial, which is one of the nation's largest consumer finance businesses. Previously, James was a Managing Director at Barclays Investment Bank, where he advised on mergers, acquisitions, and capital raising for banks, finance companies, and real estate investment trusts. Uh, and away from work, James serves on the board of the Graduate Center Foundation here at the City University of New York. James, welcome and thank you for being here. Thank you, Justin, it's great to be here. Like, oh, thanks. Um, James, actually also just sort of on a side note too, James came to Baruch last month uh, to meet with MBA students, which was terrific. And it was the first time that we met face-to-face because -face we had only really spoken on the phone and over email. Um, and I, you know, when you and I met, I was so impressed with your knowledge, your communication style, but really also just your openness and your perspective on things that both you and I talked about, you know, in the halls, walking, uh, walking up to that, to that, to that room, as well as just like the way you engage with students. And it's, it's great for me just to meet impressive people. So again, thank you for being on the podcast. Well, that's, um, that's kind and undeserved. And, and here's to the days of in-person meetings happening again. Totally, totally. <laughs> and, and even, I mean, even to that, right before we start, I wanted just to talk about our shelter in place reality for a little, you know, so many people are going through really difficult times all while just trying to maintain some sort of like normalcy and, you know, I, I'm going to be honest, I've had some good and bad days, but just trying to keep it positive for, for me and, and for those around me. And how have you been? How's everything been going on for you? Things are, things are going well, although they are an adjustment. I mean, I, I think yeah. the two things that, um, that, that I've been focused on are um, try and get outside um, because uh, to, to, to see the sun and go for a walk, uh, you know, in, in, in an appropriately safe way. But right. I find it has a really big, big positive impact on my mood. And then we've been trying to stay connected with people, uh, totally. socialize, socialize over Zoom. Uh, we're big fans of having uh, quarantinis over the Zoom <laughs> friends, um, you know, uh, and, and uh, you know, because this really, this really has been, uh, my wife and I were thinking about this is the first time that we've been home for now three weeks straight, uh, you know, in, in over a decade, maybe 15 years. I mean, it's, it's been a really long time. Completely. And it's funny, just just about, just about like the, the, the connection, you know, on, on Monday we had, um, we had a webinar also with uh, an employer partner and in the interaction with the students and, and, and some of the individuals from that company, the biggest thing that the students just kept expressing was how much they lacked that connection and connectivity and how much they want it back. And, you know, I've, I, you know, that's the one thing too, is, you know, usually in my life, like, I don't think I've reached out to people so much more in my life. <laughs> and then in the last two and a half weeks and, um, I just really want to, I want to keep that going after our, after all this well, is done. Well, tell me before this, before this started, how often did you use, um, zoom or did you use FaceTime or did you talk to people, um, you know, using a video, uh, app? Oh, like maybe, you know, twice, two to three times a year, maybe. Right. And, 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 and now having done it, um, you know, I, at least I personally think that a lot more of my meetings will take place over 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 video conference as a result of this. I think huh. I think you're going to see. There've been a lot of articles around you know forced technology adoption. Yeah. Uh, you know, that you know so some of us are more tech savvy than others, and I'm I'm not in the tech savvy bucket, but this is going to force you to clump the curve. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. And like and quick. <laughs> and quick. 
Um, just out of curiosity, why, why would you, why, why doing more over video? Is it kind of efficiency? Is it just to be able to do them, do things, um, do things quicker or do more of them? I think it's a, it's a better quality phone call. I mean, I, yeah. I do think, I do think that you lose a lot. Um, you gain, you gain a lot by seeing someone's reaction. Um, and, and I, and so, and so right now I'm into the video conference because it provides a social outlet, but I think, I think going forward, um, it's just, it's a more, um, you know, it's a more comprehensive way to communicate with someone. So As I'm, 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 a call you mean, I, I see. That's right. Where, where that's I'm a great idea. You and you're going to put me on mute and surf the internet while you totally. have to talk to me. Uh, the video conference removes that element. So, uh, so my, so my, my hope is that, uh, we, we, uh, we, we come up the technology adoption curve and we don't go back down. Totally. I love that. I think that's a great idea. Um, well, I'm really looking forward to today's conversation, you know, just to pivot to what we're going to talk about, um, around building credibility. Um, so James, when you, when you came to Baruch last month to talk about your work, you talked in your presentation and in, in talking with students, you really talked about one portion of your role is how important it was to build credibility with the people you work with, stakeholders, clients, you know, what have you. And, and that's been an important part, it sounds like, of, of your work in general uh, in a strategy sense too. So take us through, like, why is that important? And how do you go about doing that in your work and in your, in your past career? Um, no, it's, it's, it's an interesting topic, um, the whole concept of credibility. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, by you asking me to, to talk about it, it, it got me thinking um, on what exactly to say. Um, and, I, and, I, and I guess I, I'm, I'm very impressed with the, with the Zicklin School's podcast um, series. I think that you guys tend to focus on, um, to, you, you try and take advice and put it into a real usable and practical format for students. Um, Thank you for that. And, you know, and then there's no shortage of books that are out there on general topics, but it always begs the question of, well, how do I do this exactly? Um, you know, and, I, and yeah. I, I, think, I think credibility got me thinking about it being important, you know, in my background, both as a corporate strategist and then prior to that as a, as a recovering investment banker, you know, it's, it's credibility is, is the core of personal relationships. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and, um, and, and so, you know, I, I think you can, you can go and Google credibility and you'll get, you know, what will come back up will just be a, basically a list of virtues, you know, it'll tell you to be consistent and competent and genuine. Um, and so, the, and so what Google will tell you is some sort of modern day version of the cardinal virtues, you know, right. justice, prudence, temperance, and fortitude. And that's, that builds your credibility and, you know, in your relationship. Um, but, um, you know, by, by that frame, I think, you know, credibility basically means displaying some, some set of characteristics that renovate with, uh, that resonate with other people, um, mm -hmm. and help you form a bond with them. But, you know, and that's, and that's all well and good, but how do you actually put the concept of credibility into practice? You know, like right. what's, what's that checklist? And I thought, um, you know, the, and, and unfortunately most, most sources that you read, certainly in the business literature kind of tend to focus on hard skills and they leave it up to you to find your way on the soft skills, you know, mm -hmm. and, um, you can either go out and find the soft skills you need by uh, mentorship. Um, you know, maybe you maybe you observe someone who's very effective in your life or in your workplace, uh, or or maybe you pick up on soft skills because you had a really crummy boss and that boss teaches you what not to do. Right. Um, but but coming by those soft skills and you know how, how how do I become a more credible person? How do I build relationships? It's it's not really in in the literature. Um, no. You know, uh, for example, there are plenty of books that I've seen on how to do investment banking, you know, the technical aspect where you, you know, you can do a comps analysis and you can do a discounted cash flow model, but 
but there are actually very few books on how you can be a banker, you know, the, hmm. the client fundamentals of how do I relate to a client? How do I understand uh, and learn about what the client needs and what the client's grappling with? How do I add value? Like the, 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 the what I would argue, the, the, the real part of the job. Um, right. You know, so, um, so I, I think, you know, look, at its core, it's hard to be a respected member of a team. It's hard to be a successful advisor. Um, it's hard to be a leader of any kind without being credible. Uh, but it's also really hard to learn how to do it. Um, you know, the, uh, the, one, one of my favorite sayings was, uh, you know, it's a relatively simple business except for the people. You know, developing <laughs> you. Um, and so, you know, to answer your question, I, I, think, I think it has to take you outside of the business literature. You know, um, and I think, you know, you can read biography and study how other people have become successful and try and absorb some lessons from their lives. Um, you know, I think, um, I also think that um, part of the desire to learn how to do things is why uh, the whole genre of, of maxims and rules are so popular. I mean, there's, there's thousands, of, there's hundreds, if not thousands of books out there about rules and laws and lists and they're popular today and they've been popular for thousands of years you know and so you can you can look at a whole host of them and pick out um a few uh books that have some kind of maxim and try and internalize what that means right and and so like if you pick if we were to pick out some so when it comes to to your work and and, and just sort of even in your career what are some of those um what are the some of those soft skills things that have really built credibility for you um, when it comes to the workplace or even in relationships or what it might be? What are, what are some of those core soft skills that have worked for you? I, know, I, mean, I, have, my, I have my list of, of favorites that, um, oh, terrific. That, that, that I've stuck with over time, um, you know, and, and, and it's a mix. I mean, you know, you sure. can, um, you know, I mean, I mean, I, the, um, the seven habits of highly effective people, I think is probably one of the most famous business books out there, but um, you know, but, but, but again, it has these series of maxims that if you listen to them, you can begin to think about what does it mean to be an effective person or a credible partner, you know, begin with the end in mind, put first things first, you know, um, sharpen the saw, which is, which is one that, that I think resonates with me more and more the older I get, but, um, right. you know, begin, begin with the end in mind, um, you know, you, you need to have a good con, a good sense of where you're going. Uh, put put the first tasks first, uh, you know, uh, and think about how you're going to sequence your actions, and um, you know, and not and notwithstanding the cult of uh, the glory of uh, putting in long hours, both on Wall Street and in Silicon Valley, I think sharpen the saw, which is take care of yourself and um, you know block out some time for you away from work. Uh, is that what sharpen the saw is? It does. You, okay. I, mean, the, I think the, the concept is that, you're, is that if your tool isn't sharp, it's not going to be effective. So you need to take some time Got off it. from your task to maintain your tool, which in this case is your mind, mm -hmm. um, you know, to have peak performance. Um, and, and, you know, you, you, you don't, you hear plenty of people talk about the hundred hours they worked last week, um, you know, uh, and, you know, or Elon Musk talking about sleeping on the factory floor, but, you know, you, you don't really hear a lot about, uh, you know, organizational leaders talking about the time that they intentionally block out from their calendar um, right. either to think about things or to take care of themselves. And I've, I've heard some very effective leaders make those references, and, and that and that resonated with me. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's that's one of those things that I guess you know organizations like like Google have have uh, have integrated into their entire sort of. Um, um, philosophy, and I'm sure other uh, other companies do too. But to actually be able to do that for yourself is really important. 
That's right. You know, I mean, they, but people like, you know, any people, I, I think, I think part of the reason why Kobe's book is, is so popular is that he's giving you a, a set of maxims that he's inviting you to follow and he, and he presented it in a way it's easy to, to, to remember, you know, um, mm-hmm. not, not, not dissimilar from what various religious traditions have done over time. Um, you know, I, uh, I, I found, I found through a friend, um, you know, a book called The Ethics of the Fathers, which is um, written by the rabbis. It's included in some, um, um, it's, it's included in, 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 in among Jewish prayer books, but, you know, it's a, it's a series of sayings, um, you know, say little and do much, uh, meet every person with graciousness, you know, and, and if not now, then when, uh, which hmm. another I like, which, which I think that has more to do with uh, justice than with deadlines, but you know, uh, <laughs> so <laughs> right. <laughs> um, are there any outside of outside of sort of those lists in seven habits or, or even ethics of the fathers? But are there are there any other sort of like things that have really worked for you to to be sort of that credible partner uh, in the workplace that you've been able to, to to incorporate in your in your career? Well, when I was when I was young and I joined um, I, I joined Barclays out of business school um, and okay. I went through the normal. Um, associate training that I think every uh, entering investment banking analyst and associate goes through, mm-hmm. you know, quantitative boot camp and how to do an LBO model and discount cash flow analysis and cost of capital. And, you know, we got trained on all of that for, you know, six to eight weeks along with how to use the, 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 the databases at the time. Um, you know, but what, but what they didn't really teach us was how to connect with your colleagues and how to connect mm-hmm. with clients. Um, uh, but there, but there are maxims out there that are meant for that point. I mean, the, probably the most famous set of finance-related maxims that I'm aware of um, are the ones that John Whitehead wrote back in the '50s for what what, what became Goldman's investment bank. Um, you know, and you can find them out there if you Google them. But you know, he he sort of wrote a couple of direct pieces of advice to his fledgling group of um, of, of uh, investment bankers, including you know. You can never learn anything when you're talking, uh, hmm. which is one of those. And then, you know, don't waste your time going after business we don't really want. Hmm. Um, you know, and I and I and I and I, I like I like that, which was, you know, don't waste your time going after business we don't really want. You know, you re- you need to have a good sense in your mind of what you're trying to accomplish, and you should have uh, do the work and have the confidence to go after the business that you do want, mm-hmm. uh, and ask for that ticket. Which I think, as a younger person who's trying to find a job and make their way in a new industry um it's only natural to feel um a little intimidated uh and not have the confidence to pursue what you want uh, and so right you, you do that obviously in a respectful way but um i think i think i think having a good sense of what you're trying to accomplish and pursue it is, is great advice um yeah sorry yeah, yeah and, and and you had also said the one the one thing too was um was it don't talk more than you listen is that what you said you can never learn anything when you're talking. When you never look, so how did how did that resonate for you? Um, uh, you know, in your life, what, with that part, what does that mean, too? First of all, well, it means I should listen to my wife. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but beyond that, I think it means that uh, I'll, I'll relate it back to uh, our credibility discussion. Is it's yeah. very hard to be credible if you don't think I'm really listening to you, hearing your concerns, uh, and coming up with advice that's personal to you and based on what uh, you've told me. And mm-hmm. so I think, you know, I, I think, I think, you know, you, you need to listen um, 
his great advice. It's, it's also, I think, sort of a cardinal mistake for younger people starting in their career because they want to show how much they know and, you know, they, they, want, they want to make a positive impression. And so, you know, you can always see somebody coming in and trying to rush into a presentation, uh, but, but without really taking the time to, to ask some questions first. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, and the best presenters uh, take that time to kind of level set with their audience, ask some questions, understand where the audience is coming from. It, it'll make your presentation better, but more importantly, I think it'll, it'll, it'll tell your audience that you're thinking about them. Right. Uh, and you're taking the time to understand them. And that, and, and that, and that builds credibility. And that, that went to sort of like also like putting yourself in other shoes, I guess, in, in that way too. Um, not only listening to them, but understanding their perspective. How do you end up doing that at work? How do you, how do you put yourself in, in sort of your client's shoes, your stakeholder's shoes so that you can, you can actually really listen to them? You know, I, um, I read a great book. Um, I, I recently changed jobs, and so I had some time on my hands, and I read a book called The First 90 Days, uh -huh. uh, which had been recommended to me by somebody who, who changed jobs. Uh, and so there's a little network of us job hoppers who pass this book around. Um, right. and, uh, and, and the, core, the, 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 the idea of the book was, you know, when you go into a new business, um, you know, don't walk in and tell them that they're doing everything wrong, and this is how you did it at your old job. It's a great recipe to get kicked out the door. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, you should you should you should just come in and you know, for your first ninety days, uh, ask, express interest in how the business works, and ask open-ended questions uh, to as many people in the organization as you can, not just the executive team, but down one, two, three levels. Um, you know, and 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 ask them how you know. How do things work? Why do they work mm -hmm. that way? How is the process changed? What do you think works well? If you could change something, what would it be? Uh, if you had more resources, what would you do with them? Um, you know, on the theory that you know, it's it's rare that people are completely. It's it, it, usually people know what the flaws are in their organization. Um, you know, you, you work you work somewhere long enough, you have a pretty good idea of what your organization does well and what it doesn't. Right. Um, you know, the problems really are in. Uh, doing something about those uh, th those flaws and right. having a culture, uh, having a culture and a management team that's able to react to it, um, and so I, I think that you know coming in and asking a lot of open-ended questions, you you will pretty accurately diagnose um, the issues in your organization. Uh, uh, before you won't need a lot of uh, conversations to get there, mm -hmm. um, but um, but but basically that that whole idea of you know don't walk into a situation cold and start talking really just lead with open-ended questions and see what you can gather and, and what and what and what you can lead your um your counterparts uh, into telling you right and is that does that work for students like who are you know i mean you know does that same that same sort of framework work for students who might just still be studying right they don't have their first job they might be at an internship but you know they're just they're just still studying how, how could how do you think a, a student might be able to incorporate that into their life I do. I think that could work for students. I think, yeah, um, yeah. you know, I think pl plenty of people come in and uh, have made presentations to us, you know, on, on, on an industry or the business. Um, but it's equally as powerful right. to have somebody come in and, uh, you know, and admit that uh, they're new to the industry and then ask us some insightful questions, you know, like, mm. how, you know, and, and ask us, you know, how, how, how do we compete? What value do we think we bring to customers? How, um, you know, who, who are your competitors and why? But I mean, you know, somebody, somebody who can come in and really lead you down a path with insightful questions is equally as impressive, perhaps even more so uh, than someone right. who can come in and, 
tell you what the, what they researched uh, mm -hmm. because that, that, that's communicating it's a thoughtful person who who's 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 really trying to get inside and underneath your situation um, right you know and, and it's, it's same with finding a job they say they say you're not supposed to call people up and ask them for a job you're supposed to call people up and ask them for their thoughts about their career and you know ask them for advice and guidance uh, and ask them to uh, introduce you to other people that you could talk to um, but you know, the, again, same concept: broad, open-ended questions uh, that will elicit ideas you probably weren't aware of and connections that you didn't already have. Right. There's, you know, we had talked also before this, and, and there was, um, there's a little bit about how how there's a there's a connection almost or a link between credibility and confidence. Do you want to do you want to just sort of like talk a little bit about how that is? Um, no, I, th I think. Um, now you're quoting me back to me. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think where we were going with that was that um, is that uh, you know it's uh, everybody they they always tell you to be confident. Um, right. Just just know, just go out there and be confident. Be that's, confident. That's, yes. <laughs> I think the joke is that you know just be your, you know, just be yourself is a terrible is a terrible idea for most people. Uh, which, right. Which is a, which is a, which is a salt salty uh, insult that I read online, but. Um, no, they tell you to go out and be confident, but that's kind of dangerous. Um, right. That you know, go, going out and being confident if you haven't done your homework could get you into trouble. Mm -hmm. um, you know, going out and uh, being confident if you haven't taken the time to ask, um, you know, who you're talking to about their thoughts and their problems. You don't really understand the situation that could get you into trouble. Um, and so, you know, I think going out and being confident. Um, you know, it's not wrong, but there's more to it than that. I think that, you know, right. if you're going to be confident, uh, you know, it means that you've put in the work to be credible first. And so mm -hmm. you've done your homework, you've read the emails, you've asked the questions, you've had a fact-finding conversation, you've, uh, you haven't diagnosed the problem, you've laid out some hypothesis for people, um, you know, and, and, and then I think, and if you spend the time to get ready, for the conversation, I think you can be more confident about what you're saying and where you are. Um, but you know, I think it's bad advice to just walk out and be confident. Hi, I'm James Blanco. Here I am. I, you know, <laughs> I'm coming to tell you about your business, and this is exactly your problem. And you know, no, I haven't really done a lot of work, but you know, trust me, I'm smart. Um, right. I think that's a great way to get yourself in trouble. And so, um, you know, I think I think I think the better advice is to be prepared and confident, um, mm -hmm. and and pair those two virtues together. <laughs> you know, right. Right, exactly. Um, it, you know, in addition to some of the things we talked about, if you're thinking, I mean, of, of other people that you know who are really who have really built credibility to you, are there other things that they seem to do? They do really well and 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 right. Um, no, no, there 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 are a lot of mentors. I'll give I'll give a shout out to a mentor. His name is uh, Richard Bonaventura, and he's a professor at Fordham Law School and a longtime investment banker, but. Uh, you know, he would always challenge us to think about uh, what it is that we were selling. You know, uh, mm. what 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 value in this situation are you adding? And and um, you know, and it's and it's a ter it's a terribly uh, it's a, it's it's a terrible question to ask yourself, um, but it's also the right question. You yeah. you, uh, you really do need to think about when you come into a situation. You know, what value can I add in this situation? Why why should I be in this room? Uh, and if you take that for granted, uh, you know, you, 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 um, you might not be invited back. Um, mm -hmm. you know, and so uh, I, I, li I like that frame a lot. Um, and, you know, and then again, there's this, 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 this advice from, 
um, from from in, in Rich's case, uh, you know, from someone who's who's had um, you know got thirty to forty years of experience uh, doing the technical work of being a banker, but uh, it's more than that now. He's giving advice on how to manage clients and how to actualize that knowledge. Right, right. That is a that is a that that must be. A, I mean, that, even just sort of like listening to that, right? That's got to be a tough question. You've got to have some good self awareness to be able to answer a question like that. That's right. Uh, again, back to uh, it's good to be confident, to be prepared. <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, James, any other thoughts um, uh, before uh, before we sign off? Any other thoughts that uh, that you wanted to to share? No, I think um, I think um, maybe I, mean, I think in the um, the uh, on this theme of. Um, on this theme of um, you know being prepared to be credible, uh, you know it, it, the, 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 I think what we're emphasizing here is the uh, personal relationships and really also judgment. You know, yeah. most most business is about judgment, not analysis. Um, the analysis provides a great uh, framework for judgment, you know, and that's that's not a quote I came up with. That's a quote that um, I learned years ago. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, you know, there it, it, it's it's important to do the analysis. But you never you never model everything correct. Mm. Um, but but the model and the analysis provides you with a framework for thinking about um, and making judgments. And so you know, I think uh, what goes what goes underappreciated in a strategy role um, is 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 the relationships and and the importance of judgment. And those are hard things to learn. But maybe by focusing on some advice that you can get from either the business literature or um, or from people that you learn or some of the other sources we talked about. Uh, it'll give students a path to think about how to improve on those two fronts. Right, right. That's a, that's some excellent points right there. Um, and actually, if we just if even even can you can you can you dig into that judgment part? So over over analysis. So so that judgment part is basically speaking uh, about that's the value add that you're giving to the relationship over just sort of like the technical um, data points or whatever they may be through the analysis? It's, it's very hard to, it's, it's very, it's usually not the case that you can answer a difficult question with a precise answer. You know, yeah. It's unusual that you would ask me a difficult question that, you know, that gets to the heart of our corporate strategy and I'm going to say, oh, the answer is 10. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it's much more likely that um, the, the thoughtful answer is going to have to be a, a framework for thinking about the problem or identifying the trade-offs involved so that you can help the management team who's grappling with something, um, you know, know what to focus on uh, and give them a framework for solving it. Uh, and so, you know, and, and so again, I think the analysis helps your judgment. Uh, and I think, I think doing analysis can help you identify what uh, issues are and aren't important. But mm -hmm. you know, so, so, much, so much of these tools that you're taught in business schools and in your, and in your you know, master's of finance program, um, they're just that, they're tools um, and, they, and they support the judgment, but they're not a replacement for the judgment. Right. I love that idea of building a framework of here's what are the sort of the positives and here's the negatives and, and coming to an answer almost together, but, but, but that credibility of being able to lead someone through that process, I, you know, I, that's, that's a really great way of thinking of, of, of one of the many ways in which credibility can be built. Yeah, no, I think, um, I think it's great that you've uh, put together uh, this whole podcast series aimed at students and helping them, you know, actualize what all, all the great things they're learning at Zicklin and, uh, and, and, and building a career with it. Well, thank you for leading us through, um, through, you know, at least some of the places where they can start to get started. Um, 
So uh, James, thank you again. Um, it's such a pleasure always talking with you. Um, so, uh, so selfishly, I, I really enjoyed it uh, a ton. And we look forward to having you on campus very soon again. Well, I look forward to being there. Right. <laughs> All right. Be well, Justin. Thank you. For you too. Thanks. Thanks, listeners, for tuning into the GCMC podcast, where we look to get off-the-record thoughts and perspectives from individuals who have been hiring managers and in hiring positions in their careers. The GCMC is here for Zicklin MBA and MS students and alumni for their careers wherever they are, so be sure to stay in touch with us.